0: Welcome to the Honor Your Aura podcast, a podcast devoted to learning about, caring for, and empowering the energy within, with your host, Kema England. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about and explore Reiki. So as some of you may likely know, I am a Reiki practitioner and Reiki has been part of my life from a very young age. I received Reiki for the first time around eight years old and to be honest, I can distinctly remember those experiences. And I think the reason is is because of the feeling that Reiki awakens or awakened at least within me while I was on the receiving end. I, as a young child, could feel my mother, who was the one giving me Reiki, actually moving her hands through my energy field. I actually thought that It was called Reiki because she would, in essence, rake her fingers through my energy. And I know that I always asked for it when maybe I wasn't feeling so well, you know, and I just needed a little extra nurturing. And even at that young age, I instinctively or intuitively knew that. Now, the feeling, for those of you that have experienced Reiki before, it's very personal and unique for all of us. And, you know, Reiki energy comes through, perhaps in feeling, but it can also come through in terms of inner visuals, you know, light or color can also come through, through, inner messages, sounds, tones, words. And it can also come through as just an overall sense of an experience. So this is what happens when we enter into a deep state of relaxation. And for those of you that have been following along the Honor Your Aura podcast, We've done already some deep exploration into our subtle body. And when we are experiencing Reiki, Reiki is a subtle energetic practice that is awakening and giving care to our subtle body. Now, our subtle body is the energy that's moving in and around us faster than the speed of light. And that comprises of our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our stored experiences, our intuition, our spirit. Those aspects of our moment-to-moment reality that are not physically tangible but nonetheless play a very important and integral part of our life. Now, because this energy is moving so fast, I'm sure we can all relate that sometimes they're harder to navigate, right? Our emotional body, we know we experience emotions, but to actually come to know ourselves emotionally and know how to take care of ourselves emotionally can often be a lifetime journey. And with Reiki, it's an energy, a subtle energy as previously mentioned, moving at, the, at a very high and fast light frequency. So within our energy body, right, the slowest moving frequency is the physical. And the second slowest moving frequency, but this transcends into the subtle realm, are our emotions, and then faster further still is our mind, and then even faster further still is our spiritual body or spiritual energy, and that's the fastest moving, and that's in turn the most powerful, right? We all know the power that's held in our spiritual practices, spiritual experiences, spiritual insight. It's the closest to truth. And that's the energy of Reiki, of energy healing practices, of spiritual practices. It's the fastest moving. Now, with Reiki, then, when we are inviting that energy into our being, it's influencing our subtle energetic body. And due to the law of resonance, which basically means that lower vibrational energies naturally rise to meet higher, faster-moving energies. That is the way. Think about when you are maybe in a yoga class and you're chanting at the end. Everyone in the room will do their best to attune themselves to the purest sound, the highest vibrational sound. And the same goes across the board with any sort of sound healing, right? The lower vibrations want to attune to the higher vibrations. And when two resonant frequencies meet, they actually enhance each other. So whether or not you grasp that or that makes sense sense to you, it really doesn't matter because it's truly all in the experience. You know, whenever someone's coming to experience a Reiki healing session, I'll, I'll lay this framework of what Reiki is and the potential or the possibility of the experience. And then I say, It could be all of these things or none of these things and it's really all there in the experience itself and every time that I offer Reiki while there is a distinct method that I will follow the experience of the session is different every time and on the receiving end the energy, you can come to know it because Reiki has a distinct feel to it, or if you're more of a visual, a distinct look to it. However, the experience every time is different, and that's because we are different every day, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So the way that the energy is going to influence us will be different in that same respect. So as I touched upon, when experiencing a Reiki session, the subtle body comes to life and our subtle inner senses come to life. So the ability to feel without moving, the ability to see without our eyes open, the ability to hear messages, beneath or beyond the spoken word. And our ability to just tap into an overall sense of energy is heightened. And when you experience Reiki, you may experience that whole world behind closed eyes. You might be able to detect energy moving sensations emotions stored experiences arising you might be aware of them just through your inner observation because Reiki is working at such a deep and profound level it works like what I like to say is an energetic sponge If you think about your energy body like a sponge, right? We've all been accumulating energy over the course of a day, over the course of a week, a month, a year, our lifetime. For those that have experienced Reiki before, or perhaps a yoga class, or some sort of spiritual experience, or a moment of stillness, or a time in nature that you got so still so quiet with yourself that emotion started pouring out. And sometimes you know why and other times you don't. But it's that entrance into your subtle body, entrance into that energetic sponge that allows for whatever was stuck in those porous holes to begin to rise to the surface. When your energetic body knows that it's being cared for, when it knows that it's safe, this energy is able to rise. And some of it just is able to rinse and release and we don't need to know why. And sometimes that energy comes up because we're meant to be a part of that acknowledgement and that processing. Because a lot of what we're here to do in this human experience is that, right? We are a counterpart, a co-creator, in that experience of what we are processing, what we are releasing, or perhaps even just what we are transforming or changing the story around of these situations in our past, or the stories that we're telling about our unknown future. So the realm of possibility of what can arise during a session is really across the board. And how you will experience it is the same. Whether it's that present and aware observation. Or you might find that you go into this in-between state. Or you might find that you completely check out. And then you come back into your body at the end. And there's just this sense of, wow, I feel lighter. Something has changed or shifted within me. And whatever that experience is for you is totally okay and exactly what was meant to happen. Reiki energy shows up for you exactly as it's meant to serve your highest good in that moment. And then there is this endless potential of observing your life after a session because your life then reflects Or highlights to you the energy that was able to move and that was able to awaken. And that again could be through inner feeling and that could be through what is shown to you in your life moving onward from that point. You may even find that your sensitivities to what you see or what you put into your body or the choices that you make are heightened because you've rinsed the sponge, so to speak, and now you get to make choices of honoring that energy moving forward. So there's so much that even transcends the time that you designate to receiving Reiki healing. Now what's so amazing is that you can go through a Reiki training and become, as they call it, attuned to the energy. But we all innately have the ability to give and receive healing energy regardless of whether we are attuned to any level of Reiki or not. And this is what this episode and the following episode with the guided meditation will give you the experience of. That power that you have to send and offer yourself healing energy anytime, anywhere. And this healing energy influences profoundly and positively your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual self. And my only suggestion is to just deeply reflect within yourself as to what your inherent beliefs are around that because that would be the only thing getting in the way of this inherent power. Do you actually believe that this is possible? Do you believe that you can tap into this? And then whether you believe it or not, just by the act of doing, that inner trust, that inner energetic muscle will strengthen over time just by you showing up with that intention of offering yourself healing energy I know that I took part in my Reiki trainings and every time that I give someone Reiki and offer myself Reiki it's like I'm experiencing another level of Reiki training it never stops the ability to sense and perceive and experience energy only gets greater each time and in ways that i could have never intellectually or logically known beforehand and this is just one of the many magical aspects of this practice so when getting in touch with this energy when taking time to offer yourself healing energy I would highly recommend creating a sacred space. And that can be by just setting up your room in such a way that's clean and clear, peaceful, having you know, some sort of sage or Palo Santo to set the energy, a nice candle, light music, whatever sets the vibe for you. Because a nice, clear space is so important to have a nice, clear experience. And then the same goes for yourself. If you can sage or use a selenite wand to clear and cleanse your energy or just envision yourself being cleared and cleansed with a high vibrational light or ask that your energy be cleared so that you are ready to receive to the best of your ability. Now, there's no expectation there. Any amount of Reiki, any kind of Reiki you can offer yourself is great. I know that I will often give myself Reiki when I'm in my car. You know, if I'm going to go into a, a grocery store, I will take a minute or two to just connect and channel and infuse and empower my energy body. And I don't, you know, it's no frills. I don't get too crazy about it. It's just the matter of that intention, and that's what's required and needed. So don't let it be overly complicated, but if you can, set up sacred space for yourself. It can just feel really nice. Now, from there, I always call upon my angels and my guides to be fully present for the experience. If that's something that's new to you, I know for me it felt kind of weird and even a little scary for a while and the more natural it became and the deepened relationship with spirit came as a result and that could have only come by my doing and not by my intellectualizing or trying to force an experience from there, I call upon the founders of Reiki, Dr. Yusui, Dr. Hayashi, and Mrs. Takata. Now, with that being said, I just want to share with you a little bit about the history of Reiki. So, Reiki was founded in the early 1900s, but it's important to acknowledge that healing energy and energy healing practices have been around for generations upon generations and generations, far before there was even written language, right? There was energy flowing and being channeled from higher sources. Now, the practice of Reiki originated in the early 1900s by this man, named Dr. Yusui and Dr. Yusui was a businessman in Japan who decided that he wanted to take on a more spiritual way of life and in doing so he began his practice at a local Buddhist monastery and it just so happened that Dr. Yusui was very well versed and knew a multitude of languages and one of them being Sanskrit, and Sanskrit is the oldest written language, and it's where many of the, actually all of the, you know, written yogic philosophy texts came from, and at this Buddhist monastery, they had this library filled with vaults and vaults of books upon books. And Dr. Yusui came across these books that none of the monks knew how to read because they were in Sanskrit. And he started to study these books. And what he decided to do as he knew he was onto something, he knew this energy or this, what he was reading was so profound that he did what many monks would do at that time and likely still do now, which is go on these 21-day meditation retreats at the top of this one particular mountain, Mount Karuna, and they would fast, you know, no food, and they would just meditate for 21 days. So Dr. Yusui went with the intention that he was going to meditate upon the information he Had read from these books these ancient scripts and when he did this during that 21 days the word Reiki came to him the practice how he was meant to offer this energy to the world to his community so he was given the practice he was given the method he was given that he was supposed to open up not only a healing center, but a place to teach others this healing method. And I get goosebumps just talking about it because it's so just purely magical and amazing. And so that's what he did. He took what he gathered from that 21 days and he put it into action. And it just so happened that around that time, there was a gigantic earthquake that happened in Japan and Japan and America were at war. So the need for healing, the need for this new kind of healing, was needed, and he delivered. And during that time, he opened up these facilities and trained two individuals, Dr. Hayashi and Mrs. Takata. And it's Mrs. Takata that eventually brought the practice of Reiki to the West, as she was a Japanese American um, or Japanese Hawaiian who was living in Hawaii and began the first Reiki healing center there and that was where she not only offered sessions but trained people in traditional Yusui Reiki and so that's the method that you are most commonly receiving today although just like yoga where you know ancient practices are kind of modified and adapted to meet eastern culture If you are receiving Reiki you might be receiving kind of an offshoot lineage of traditional Yusui Reiki so just so you have that background and that's where it came from so once I create that sacred space I begin to channel and I begin to envision healing streams of Reiki or healing light energy moving through my crown, filling my heart, pouring out my arms and through my hands. And that's the conduit of energy flow. Some also invoke Reiki from Mother Earth and draw that energy up through their feet and legs through their heart and out through their hands. I invite you to do whatever feels good and authentic, good and natural for you. And you can call it Reiki or you can just ask that high vibrational healing light move through your crown, your heart and out through your hands or move up from the earth through your heart and out through your hands. So it's always coming from that source and out through your hands. You're never taking on the energy through your hands and bringing it back into you. It's always that channeled flow. But absolutely, you then can place your hands anywhere you feel intuitively called on your body. Now in traditional Reiki, you are creating that conduit of flow and that energy flow. When you are putting hand placements, whether it's directly on your body or letting the hands hover a few inches or maybe... um, up to a foot or so away from you working with your energy field that's another topic we've covered in prior episodes if you haven't yet given them a listen in the honor your aura podcast we talk a lot about given the name the aura the energy fields so you can place your hands physically on your body or placing them in your energy field and in traditional reiki the hand placements start at the head and then gradually move their way down to the feet And they say that that is the flow of energy, and that is what best facilitates any release of energy to be able to exit the body either out through the hands, out through the feet, or even sometimes out through the crown. Because we want a place for that energy we no longer need to hold on to to flow and release. So we'll intuitively place our hands in the guided meditation that's to follow. In any sequential order from your head down to pass through your heart your abdomen your hips and eventually out through your legs into your feet and it's always important to make sure that that last placement is somewhere corresponding to your root chakra from your legs downward to your feet so that you have that energy in your foundation that allows for grounding before you come back into your body into your day and then move back out into the world so I invite you wholeheartedly to tap into this innate healing power that you have right at your fingertips really at any moment and we'll dive in in the next episode I'll see you there Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please leave a review and share with your friends because I want you to be the start of the ripple that allows others to honor and empower the energy that lies within.